Oh, chili. Oh, chili. Well, we've changed our camera angle here a little bit. Yeah, were you in the frame? About, what do you think about that? Well, you know I can't see it. Well, I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't see very well. Um, well, we don't have Blake in here with us, so we don't have to get the full couch in the thing. So That's true. Figured I'd move it up a little bit. and make, Y'all go check it out on YouTube. I don't know. I don't know nothing about camera angles. We're just we're doing the best we can over here, learning this stuff along the way. And I was actually walking out of this. We have our HQ, our headquarters built room here, you know, that we built. We actually built it. We hammered the nails. We did we did everything in here. And uh I was like, how in the world did this did this get to this point to where we have an actual podcast studio? Like I remember the first one of the first podcasts we ever recorded. I was still active duty. No, I wasn't. No, I was out of the Navy. I was out of the Navy and um, just had gotten out. And we had, you know, we had the idea to do a podcast and I didn't have internet at my house. So I had to, I had to drive about 45 minutes to a buddy's house and go in his back room with my little laptop to report, record a podcast with no microphone. Um, I think I was re- just like recording a Skype yeah, it was interview Skype. is all it was. It was like uh, maybe it's Skype or Zoom. I think it was Skype and I just hit record on it like, and that's, and now we have a, actual place to where we do this how i mean i mean how did it happen i guess you know i have to give credit to the listeners man the people that tune into the show i mean that's and the people that support the show on patreon i mean it's just unbelievable we we were talking about that today actually it's been such a journey man and the podcast has been so cool because there was actually a time that I was thinking about just pretty much not doing a podcast. Yeah, dragging it up. Yeah, and it was, I think it was last November. Um, it was deer season, of course. <laughs> and so I was hunting hard, man. November is my month. And I had I probably hadn't put out a podcast in like, like all month and maybe i put out one in october or something like a simple interview and brooke got on to me and she was like what are you doing man like people listen to the show and you've just decided just to stop doing it and my excuse was well it's is my podcast nobody else was involved at that time like you know we didn't have you chili blake you know, he, he he was still working full time, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just me. And I was like, well, it's my show. I'll just put out this. It's mine. I'll put out an episode whenever I want. Essentially, that was an excuse for me to not have to do the work. And hosting a show like this is a lot of work. Oh, yeah. And, and, and last November, there was really no return on that, you know, because – it was it was still pretty small, but it was small because 
we weren't being consistent with it. Right. I wasn't being consistent with it. I wasn't invested in it. I, it was just something to do kind of for fun. And then Chili and I were looking at the stats today, and um, there was a jump from when when Brooke kind of pushed me to pursue this show as a le- as a legitimate show. Uh, and I took her advice, and I said, okay, I'm going to be invested in this. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to try to help as many people as I can through this platform here. And we've had a 300% increase in, well, since November. December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Yeah. July. So in eight months, we've had a 300% increase in downloads. And it's it's simply, I, I have to say it's because because of consistency, um, because of obviously bringing you guys on board, and and it's it's real, man. We we get real on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, we not we're not trying to to say what people want to hear. We're just saying what we think, and I, I don't know. I don't know how to do anything else. So. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. And if people like it, then I guess they'll keep tuning in for that reason. But I just don't know how to do anything else. Well, yeah, and and I have to say, praise Jesus. By the grace of God, I mean, obviously, it's to me, this is uh, you you can't you can't look at a three hundred percent increase in a matter of eight months and say. Oh man, okay. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like from from a from a servant standpoint. And for all you guys that have thought about creating a podcast or whatever, dude, I highly encourage you to do that. I mean, because but but listen, this is what you need to understand. A podcast. I don't even know if you guys care about any of this. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. This episode's going to be on mental toughness. It's part of mine and Chili's series on mental toughness. But um, a podcast is the hardest platform to grow, in my opinion, across all forms of media. So, like, I think, in my experience at least, it is harder to grow a podcast than it is a social media platform. Um uh, biz, any kind of business, uh, whatever. I, I mean, whatever's out there, YouTube, video stuff. I think a podcast is the hardest and the slowest growing platform that you can tackle. Yeah, I agree. And most of the time, people use their other social medias, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we do it too. I mean, that's how it works. It's growing in conjunction with each other, but a pod just the podcast in and of itself i agree i don't you can't really think of anything else that's harder to grow just because i mean think about how many podcasts you personally listen to it's not that many right right, but there's a lot out there there is so it's kind of the same way with everybody i don't know anybody that listens to thousands or even hundreds of podcasts they just have a, a few a few yeah 
And you guys, um, man, you guys really responded when we asked you guys to to leave us a review on the show here. If you listen, I mean, it was crazy, dude. We jumped from like nine hundred and seventy to like uh, we may have a thousand by now. Yeah, reviews so. on the Apple Podcast Player. So, I, I I've told you guys before, I would one hundred percent of the time take. 5,000 dedicated team members like you guys that listen to the show then 5 million lukewarm followers. And so I think that's another reason the, the, that the podcast has has gotten so... Ha, we've been able to reach so many people is because we have, in my opinion, like the most solid foundation of people following oh yeah uh, listening contributing um interacting you know i don't know of anybody else that have it that has it man there's a lot of pla- there's a lot of of uh there's a lot of brands or whatever out there that have way more people than us but the people that that god's that god has placed in our path man psh, you ain't gonna beat it no no it's really cool how it's Worked out that way, and I, well, we've thinned the herd. Well, that's what I was gonna say. How exactly did that happen? And I think that's part of it. I mean, you don't. We've left no room for anybody else. But but the the strong people that you're talking about. I mean, we <laughs> we've just left no space for anybody else. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's. I've seen a big shift, man, and I I've been in this. You know. I've been doing, we've been doing this now for about two years. And so I've seen a really big shift over the last year and a half. So in the beginning, I was look, obviously looking at people, looking up to people that were doing what we, what kind of what we do, most of them, uh, devoid of the spiritual aspect that, you know, the gospel, but similar stuff what it whatever it is um on on social media podcasting whatever and training and uh there were the majority of influencers if you want to call it that i know you hate that word and i hate that word too i'm not trying to freaking influence anyway anybody i'm just i'm just telling you my story and telling you what as we figure stuff out from day to day. But the majority of people that were in this arena in some way, shape, or form, they want to stay kind of in the middle of the road. So they're trying to appeal to the masses. Everybody can find something about that person that they can, that they like, right? Well, over the last year and a half, it's been a slow progression, but I think that people now are demanding or are looking to see, like, what side are you on, man? Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and the people that refuse to pick a side will lose everything. They're becoming very irrelevant. Yeah. Stale. They're, yes, yes, they're becoming stale. I'm seeing it. I'm watching it happen. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, I I pay attention to this stuff because what it's 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 there. It like I'm a, I'm around a lot of these people, um, which what, which is you know what it is when you try to play both sides is you you lack any conviction. The crazy, but the crazy thing is that was I think that worked for them for a yeah, long time for a while. Yeah, that ain't the. It's not working anymore. No. No, and really it shouldn't because I'm not, I mean, this message shouldn't be confused with saying that, like, if you disagree with something that we say or we disagree with something about you, that we don't want you a part of the community. You know what I mean? Like, no, we can agree to, we can, to, to, we can agree to disagree yeah, on a lot of we different can have things, disagreements and differences and everything else. But we're talking about people who they have no conviction on anything They they won't, they try to appease everybody. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think you should have tried to appease just your side. You should try to appease nobody. You should be authentic and, and wherever you stand, let it be known and stand on it hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's really cool that you said that Chili, Cause I, I agree with you. We're, we're by no means is it, hey, we have showed you what side we're on, and if you're not on our side and in alignment with us on, on all of our views and, and all of our experiences and all of our perspectives, we don't want you to be a part of this. That's not what we're saying at all. No. It, it's I think that people are so sick and tired of, the, of just the bull crap. That has been going on over the last... They just want to be surrounded by people that are real, man. Yeah. Are you, If you're listening to this, is that right? I mean, do you feel that? I know that's the way I feel. And so we will, I think, continue to see these other... Uh, these people that are trying to stay in the middle of the road will continue to see them just kind of fade away. Yeah, because it's it's not right now. It, it ain't gonna work right now, man. Mm. No, and I'm glad because I am too. It's it's wonderful, man. Over the last year and a half, man, for the rest of my life, I will never forget what has happened over the last year and a half. And it's a it was a wonderful thing that happened because people really. Sh- People really, and businesses and brands really showed their true colors, man. They really did. They they showed you what they were made of. They they had no choice, and um, and that's great, man. That's a great thing. Yeah, I mean that in and of itself is a good thing. I'm talking about. Lo- I'm even yeah. talking about on the on the local level. Yeah, local businesses, lo- uh, your your friends, your family members, your and it's not that you should if they didn't react properly. It's not that you should hate them, but um, you 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 at least know where they stand, and maybe maybe that'll help you help them in some way, shape, or form moving forward. Maybe if there's somebody important to you that react that just hasn't do, been doing very well, now you know. You put a little extra time into uh, yeah mentoring that person that means something to you because, man, it was like 
previous to all this, you could just kind of hide behind uh, this facade. You you could just hide. You you were just you you could stay behind this curtain, and you never really had to truly show who you were or what you believed in. Well, it's almost like it mirrored the facade that that everything was built on. I, I mean, everything was kind of built that way, where it was just going through the motions, not built on anything solid. Yeah, there was no so everyone just kind of reacted that way. And then there came a defining point where if you didn't pick a side, I, and I know this can be misconstrued, but like pick a side means show, like show where you stand. Yeah, show who you are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what would happen to you if you just tried to stay in the middle on that. Well, there's people that are doing that. There, there's well, people, I guess yeah, they're, they're, and they're fading away. They're, I mean, look at if you go and look at the majority. The majority of brands have not addressed any of these cultural issues. Yeah, even when and if they if they have addressed them, they've tried to address them in a way that wouldn't draw any lines between anything. It's like a politician. Yeah, between right and wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, a part of that, I understand not just coming out with a statement on everything that happens when you haven't even been asked, you know. I mean, I don't think you we should don't have do to. that. No, but when when things come up and things when questions are asked and and everything, I mean, most people back down and refuse to answer and refuse to take a stand mm-hmm. for what they believe in, and that's that ain't working no more. No, it's not, and it's a beautiful play. It's a beautiful thing. I love it, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, y'all all keep asking me about this Simone Biles. Oh, look, I don't know what's going on with her. I don't even know what she did. I, I mean, I, I've Chili has briefed me up a little bit on it, but let me tell you, let me show you about how much I care. <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, about this much, you probably can't even see that on the camera. About this much. That's about how much I care about what Simone Biles did. I, I mean, it's amazing that it's that it's become such a polarizing issue. Uh, it, w- nobody knows the details, by the way. That's one thing I I would say I pretty much know about the situation, even though I don't know. Nobody knows any details, but they want to come out and comment on it. A- and it's, who gives a crap? What? Yes. The, look. All right, let me give you my opinion real quick. Not on, I don't know what happened with, but let me give you my opinion on the Olympics, period. The Olympics are cool. It's a wonderful thing. But we have much bigger things in our nation right now that we should be focused on that we should be talking about that we could that we should be concerned about than Simone Biles and the Olympics she, she it's absolutely meaningless now let me tell you my perspective on sports and olympics in general you guys may hate me for saying this <laughs> but the whole purpose of, of of olympics of sports in general it is simply they are simply a distraction 
to the masses. This is exactly what the Roman Empire did. Oh, yeah. With, with, the, with, with gladiators, with the games. They literally created the spectacle so that the masses of the population of the Roman Empire would be distracted from everything else that was going on that was important, which actually all... It, that led to the collapse of the empire, right? That's the whole purpose of this sports and stuff. It is there to distract you from anything that is relevant, important, uh, whatever you want to call it. That's it. <laughs> well, I didn't know we were going to get into this, but I don't know how anybody would dispute you. I mean, I was a big sports fan. I guess that's how you describe it growing up. I mean, I played basketball, played football football for a little while uh played soccer ran cross country and track that's now, great i've for done you it as all. a kid yeah, man, yeah, yeah. that's great but what i'm saying is like i grew up like but it's it was clear to me then all it is is a distraction i mean truly it was clear young that like why this you know millions of people watch football games every sunday and everything else it's just it's the same reason that fast food is advertised shoved down your throat and uh, and technology that distracts you is pushed on you and everything else. It just makes you numb, dumb, and distracted. It's all it does. And I'm not saying that anything's inherently wrong with sports. I think sports are an, are actually an important part of society or or athletics are. Uh, I don't even know that they have to be organized, but you know, physical activity is a huge I mean, we're athletes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, no sports are ultra, great. Yeah, like ultra running is not a popular sport that serves like a distraction, like football does. And I'm not dogging on football. I like to watch, um, or I, mean, I don't even much anymore. But the point is, that's all great, but it's being used as a distraction from more important issues, and that is not even debatable, really. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah, you know, it's and it's. I mean, it's history. This is, like I say, yeah. this is this is historically. That's all it is. It's a, and it's a that that's why I literally will not waste. I've actually, well, no, I'm trying to make a point here. <laughs> I, I will literally not waste a single moment of my time researching anything about Simone Biles because. I could not care less. Well, <laughs> what has bothered me most about that is everybody has an opinion. Everybody has commented. Everybody's asking for other people's comments and opinions. And guess what? They don't know jack crap about what happened. I mean, listen, I don't even know how I saw this or, or know anything about it. But all she did... Or what, what happened was there was a team competition in gymnastics and she pulled out personally because of some reason. Nobody really knows what it is. There's speculation on why. Oh, was she physically injured? Is she, uh, is her mental health a problem? Whatever. Nobody knows. You can't form an opinion without knowing all the freaking details. I mean, that's what's bothered me because it's reflective of how people treat any issue. They form an opinion 
and start spouting off without knowing the details. You can't do that. I, I mean, if you don't know everything that's went into something, you can't just start talking about your points. Well, uh, okay, that's a great point. That's a that's a great thing that can be applied to multiple aspects yeah. of life. But on this specific scenario, you don't care at all because it's no. I, on this specific scenario, why do you care about this? <laughs> Why do you not understand that your nation is literally in shambles? You know what we should have done with the Olympics this year? As a nation, we should have said, hey, look, guys, y'all go and do your Olympic things. Uh, our country, our nation is literally in shambles. Uh, we're, we're actually going to not do the Olympics this year, and we're going to focus on getting our nation back in a good place. Like... Like, sorry, masses, we're not going to entertain you with anything. We're going we're gonna to force you into a situation where you have to focus on the important things. Now, let's talk about the important things. You know what I mean? I, I, I think we should. Do, do we have money to waste as a nation on the Olympics? Well, what? <laughs> like, people's, on so many levels, man. People's excuse or justification for the Olympics going back a long time ago was that oh it helps foreign affairs it helps oh, yeah. it helps foreign relations it helps it helps the global community bond together i mean that's the kind of hokey lines that they throw out every year about the olympics that's bull crap man and i i totally agree with you if you actually wanted to do some of that stuff you would fix your freaking country mm -hmm. you would fix yourself and so i don't know what the right thing to do would be if to pull all the athletes out i'm not saying that but i mean let's fix the country yeah yeah i mean th that should be priority number one yeah <laughs> it, it just yeah it's it's uh, i mean i just i just had to throw that out there I, I you know i i don't know if anybody i mean you guys like say you may think that i'm crazy for talking this way and maybe i am i don't know this is coming this is off the cuff guys we didn't plan this conversation, by the way. This is off the cuff. Maybe I'll think more about this later on, or maybe I won't. But if I do, maybe I'll think more about it and say, "Oh, maybe I, maybe I, I could have said that differently or something," you know. But oh, I'm sure we could. The reality of it is that this is this is historically how an empire gets away with essentially taking over a large population and and bringing them into servitude as they simply distract the masses with some type of spectacle so that they can do whatever they want to do behind the scenes. And as long as the masses are distracted, they don't care. The, the masses don't care as long as they're distracted by something. You know, well, it ain't just sports that are doing that. It's it's all these things we've talked about. I mean, it's more than just that. Like, I I think it at least the point oh, I would it's the racial issues. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah. It's so much. Yeah, the point I would want to make is we're not just. I'm certainly not dogging on sports. I mean, especially my background being a fan of of a ton of sports and. Well, we're competitors. Um, we love we love yeah, to compete. I love competition, but I'm I, I'm just saying. I think you, 
it's more than that. Like we're not dogging on that exclusively. It's it's all the distractions wrapped up into one that is historically what has taken uh, countries down, empires down. I mean that's a fact. And but it's even more than just the distraction. It's it's the compliance that we've talked about. It's it's everything, uh, and that's just a facet of it, and a facet of it that basically when you take a step back and look at the Simone Biles situation makes you not give a crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way to put it. If everything was if everything was hunky dory in America right now and um you know, maybe then I would have the capacity to well to see what it, was going on with Simone Biles. Even saying that, when would it be hunky dory? I don't know that it ever would be. I mean, there's never there's never a time where your your nation is doing perfect. Well, no, it's not. Ne- it's never so, going to be perfect. So, but I don't, like, but I mean, it'd be difficult to draw the line. Like, w- w- if you ever, if you felt like a free American, <laughs> like that would be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice, but I don't know, know man. It, it's so tough to draw the lines for everything. Yeah, it I really mean, like is. what? So, okay, this all started a year and a half ago. So, what's the line in which I w- I would have the capacity to worry about what Simone Biles? Did? Well, twenty sixteen. I mean, none of this crap had started yet. That's true. But our country was already in. I mean, yeah, falling apart, that's fell true. apart, whatever you want to say. It happens before you realize it, man. Yeah, yeah, but they made a but a. A big it's been jump, a big move. Yeah, that's the thing. I've talked before about how slow the progression is into all this stuff. Well, that's true, but sometimes, man, they just hit the accelerator. <laughs> I mean, they take a big leap in a short amount of time, and yeah. it's like whoa. But then that can be a perfect little test to see how much pushback they get. Yeah, not very much. Well. I guess we should talk a little bit about mental toughness. We didn't even talk about our PT this morning. Maybe we'll. Oh man, we'll guess we'll save that for later on. I don't think Chili's in the mood for being um, belittled. Yeah, nobody ever sees my perspective either. They don't see guys, me. They don't see me running up the hill ahead of you. We ran the power line cut this morning. That was your idea, by the way. Yeah, I trained on uh power line cuts yeah. to get ready for buds it's really if y'all haven't trained on a power line cut i highly recommend it i love it yeah because they because it's a straight line over whatever terrain feature and if it's steep the roads aren't maintained they're always washed out nastiest crap grown up with briars you're fully exposed to not only the sun but good low frequency radiation <laughs> and It'll it'll toughen you up. Oh yeah, a power line cut will help you. That's one of the a power line cut is a good rep to build some mental toughness. We talked about right. doing the reps on the last episode, so that's a good rep. So we're going to talk about today. Um, we kind of made the case yesterday that, or the, on the last episode, we made the case that if you woke up one morning and decided you wanted to become mentally tough is that a poss- can you do that is is everybody able to become 
what you would call a mentally tough human being. And so we talked about that yesterday. Today we're going to talk about, well, maybe that's not the case. Maybe everybody doesn't have that ability, all right? So we're going to take a little break, and then we'll come back and talk about it. This episode of the 3 of 7 podcast is brought to you by Exoskin. Hey, man, Exoskin, it's, it's fitness apparel, right? Socks, shorts, shirts, arm sleeves, beanies. They've got a whole lineup. They can cover you from head to toe. I've been using Exoskin now for probably three years. And look, I use their products ex- exclusively for ultra running, for training, everything that I do. I will only put Exoskin socks on my feet. Uh, I prefer their toe socks. They are hands down the best on the market. Everything that they make is American made. And the technology behind the fabrics that they use is second to none. They've actually designed fabrics that channel moisture and sweat away from your skin that help prevent chafing, helps prevent discomfort. These things are amazing, everything from head to toe. I love the compression shorts, the short ones. The only good-looking thing on me, really, in my opinion, is my legs, so I always get the short shorts so I can show off my quads a little bit. Um, It's never failed me, so... I want you guys to just give Exoskin a try. Look, you get what you pay for. This is a company that stands behind their products because they know that they work and they've been tested out on the battlefield of life. The website is exoskin.us. That's X-O-S-K-I-N dot U-S. Give them a follow on Instagram at exoskin.usa. I'll attach the website, the show notes, and the pro code that they give to us as three of seven podcast listeners. Yeah, we get a discount on all their stuff. So, Exoskin, thanks for always supporting me from day one of my journey as an ultra runner. Thanks for pouring into creating the best products on the market. And thank you for supporting the three of seven podcast since the beginning. Yeah, well, that's good. We're back with you guys. Um, Chili needs some new shoes, so if you guys have any hookups with Hoka, uh, if you guys got any hookups and you can get your hands on some free shoes, no, hit Chili up on the 307 Instagram page and send them. No, no. This is you asking for that. This ain't Chili asking for shoes. I know. I'll buy my own shoes, I'm tired of you not being able to keep up because you're wearing old ragged-out shoes. I've got a new pair of shoes at home right now. Okay. Never been out of the box. I just got them saved up. I buy my own shoes. Don't worry about it. Well, somebody (laughs) out there may want to hook you up. I don't like when people give me stuff. I mean, it's nice, and people have given me really cool stuff in the past, but it don't... I don't know. I'll take all the free shoes I can get. I know you will. You're different than I'm me. not asking people to buy you shoes. I'm saying if you've got a contact with Hoka and you can get free shoes and you don't need them because you got all the free shoes that you need, and you can get an extra free pair for Chili, send them to Chili. That's what I'm asking. 
See, there's a difference there. Well, you're asking. I'm not asking. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I can ask what I want. Well, you can. Yeah. So you're asking for people to send free shoes to me. Yeah. You want some too? Oh, I'll take all the free shoes I can get. But I've got a good pair of shoes. Me too. Okay. I just don't wear them. I'm trying to get all I can out of them. Well, if y'all listened to the last episode, you um you heard that Chili kind of leans more toward the, I guess, perspective that not everyone can can be a mentally tough person. And while we're on that, we described mentally tough. What 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 is this mental toughness thing? We described that in the first episode, and um, I've been thinking about this, and it it's so hard to have this discussion because here's what people are going to say, and here's even what you ask yourself when when you talk about mental toughness. You can say, well, well, yeah, Chad and Chili, you guys are mentally tough. Uh out in the field doing hard stuff in the elements in in running in in athletics and whatever it is um for me in the seal teams and and combat and training and all that but you know put you guys in front of a computer and let's see how mentally tough you are then and let me just go ahead and tell you let me just draw a line here um so we can clarify this. Sitting in front of computer, in front of a computer, has nothing to do with mental toughness. I, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and, and and just delineate here because I'm tired of going back and forth between this in my mind. Yes, I cannot sit in front of a computer all day. The people that can, that has nothing to do with mental mental toughness. When I'm talking about mental toughness, I, I have to talk about this from a real perspective of doing crap that is causing you legitimate discomfort and pain. Like stuff that you would have to do if you were a Native American living out here on the side of this freaking mountain like a real like real human stuff there ain't no there ain't nothing about being a real human sitting in front of a computer now i know you can make an argument against that all right but for the sake of this conversation this is the angle we're talking about mentally tough so i i'm done with the whole the the whole well, yeah, Chad, but you can't do QuickBooks. Well, yeah, Chili, but you can't, you know, sit down and, and fill out a hundred labels. Oh, sure, can. you can, but it's it it, <laughs> it it you don't enjoy it at oh, yeah. all. I love it. All right. So look, man, that's not the. I, I don't care if you can do that. Well, I, I and I don't view that as mental toughness. Well, I know you 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 literally just said you're done having this conversation, but you bringing that up just made me think. I can't help but say, we we kind of defined it as 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 being able to do things that you don't want to do, and and things that are hard for you or whatever, and consistently, consistently, and and, and not wavering on your standards, 
And that's but that's all a bunch of made up bull crap. All this, all this, this is computers. This is all a bunch of made up bull crap. There, there's nothing about that. There's nothing. That's all made up. It's all fake. You just sound mentally weak, Uh, dude. I'm telling you. (laughs) I'm talking about. I mean, that's the thing, man. To even say somebody is mentally tough, mentally tough at what? There you go. I mean, I know. Like, it's hard. like you are mentally tough in many areas. You're not in these areas because it's a bunch of fake bullshit. Somebody's mentally tough in this area. Somebody's not in this area. I mean, I think, I think defining mental toughness is when it's like how we define it: doing something you don't want to do. I mean, if you don't want to do something, and you just find any way you can to avoid it. I mean, I don't even know that that's not, I don't even know if that's not being mentally tough because, but, but basically when you have no other choice, but to do something, can you still do it and get it done and not cry about it? Consistently. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a hard discussion. That, that I mean, yeah, it, it really is. It's tough because I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying, I'm, it is. It's a hard discussion because you can go back and forth between this, you know, my perspective on mental toughness and the things that I value in people. Yeah. And then, you know, the other perspective being, well, yeah, well, this person can can work in a factory and repeat the same task. Yeah. 10,000 times a day. That's pretty mentally tough. Uh, well, see, I don't think it is. Well, it, it would be for you and me who literally would... I mean, we'd freak out. I would no, freak I, I out. Would just, I would just walk away from it. <laughs> I just, I simply well, wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, um. But that's not being, a lot of it has to do with choice, you know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that, so, you know, that leads us into this conversation of, is this something that is like genetic? Is this something that you're 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 born with the ability to do, or is it something that is available to everyone? Well, here's why that's interesting to me because I enjoy running long distances. There's a, I mean, the vast majority of the population does not. So, just because of that. People consider me mentally tough, at least to some degree. Well, if it's not hard for me, like I like doing it, then is that even being mentally tough? Well, it's still, I mean, it's got, it's going to get to a point where it is hard for you. Well, like, no matter how much you like doing it. Is that just mental toughness or is it just people have different preferences for activities and mine is just weird, and yours is weird and abnormal. I, I, I don't know even know how to talk about this crap, man. It's like, yeah, we, when you try to, <laughs> when you really try to, like, nail it down to like, what is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you have to draw the distinction, and I think we probably did in the past episodes pretty good. Mindset versus mental toughness. You know, that seems to be a different thing. Like when and people use them interchangeably. Mindset 
is how you approach tasks that, well, I don't even know if this is a definition. I guess I'm just throwing it out. It could be how you approach tasks that you don't want to do or, and, and, and mental toughness is what you consistently do. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, well, I mean, that's why we're trying to talk through it, man. Well, you're talking about the perspective of being born with it. I think it's absolutely true that people are born with different preferences for like hobbies and things to do, right? And yeah. and we were born with I mean, I can't speak for you, but I enjoy running long distances. That seems to be really abnormal in the world today. I you know, and and for me, I don't know if I really enjoy it. I think I enjoy the fruits of it. Yeah. I think I enjoy what comes from it. Yeah, well. So I I don't I don't know that I don't know that I I can't say that I do enjoy going out and running a hundred mile race. What I enjoy is having a story, having a new lesson, um, practicing principles, training like I fight, becoming sharper, becoming better, competing. There's so many things that come along with it, and so that's why I do it. It's not simply because I enjoy it. Um, me personally, enjoy anyways, the activity. Enjoy the activity. That's right. Yeah. And like for me, at well, for me, even at the Mid State Mile, man, as much as I and like as much fun as I was having out there, there was a point at the Mid State Mile where I was like, okay, oh, this yeah. this is gone long. This has gone on long enough. I'm not gonna be upset when this is over. Um, now the longer it went on. The, the more satisfying it was for me because I know I was getting more and more out of it, but I was tired of running that loop. I wasn't enjoying that loop anymore. <laughs> I was like, I, and I distinctly remember that. It, and it's when I was, it's when I was pulling ahead of Luke. Right. I'll, right. And, yeah. and, and then we were coming up on that intermission at 8 PM and we had like, two or three laps before we hit that intermission. And I figured if this dude, Luke, gets to, to makes it to this intermission, that it's just going to drag the race out that mm -hmm. much further. And I knew I was going to win, but I just knew it, I figured it would drag it out that much longer. And so Becca was like running up as he was behind me, way behind me, oh, yeah, and you running up to encourage Luke. And I stopped back. I said, Becca, come here. I was like, really? Like, this has went on long enough. Just let the dude run and do it, do what he's going to do. You know what I mean? Don't give him any extra ammo. Well, I knew. It's so funny. People, I didn't even know you had said that to her because there was no way for me to know that. But I knew it was getting, I mean, it was bothering you a little bit, you know, because at yeah. that point you were just like, if I know I'm going to win, let me just win. Yeah, but exactly. um, but I was just like, man, other people can't even probably see this. I mean, I can read you like a book, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just playing, but it it was funny to me because I I could sense that and see that and uh and and yeah that 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 is that goes back to not really, I guess, completely enjoying 
just the activity, right? It, That's it's, right. It's more than that. hundred um, percent. And, and, and honestly, now if I think about myself and think about past things I've said, I don't even, maybe I don't enjoy the activity really. I mean, I do on some level, but I've said many times, I like to win. And if I was like the world's best or thought I could be a dart throwing champion, <laughs> that's all I'd be doing. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't run another step. I'd just be throwing darts at a board all day. I mean, I don't know. I... Well, I think the key component, if if we're going to say, I, I, there's definitely a part of me that believes that no, not everybody can become what the world views as mentally tough, whatever the freaking definition of mentally tough is. Mm-hmm. No, everybody can't. If we're going to say no, everybody can't do that. I think I think that's a legitimate perspective because here's the thing. We talked about it takes the reps, tens of thousands of reps to build this muscle memory to where you consistently react to the stress and discomfort in a good way, maintaining the standard that you've set for yourself. Right? It takes the reps. Well, here's the thing. Some people are simply not willing to do the reps. So like what what about those people that that don't have the willingness or the drive to do the reps? And so here here's the question. You've got some freaking soft dude you got some just old softy, right? <laughs> All right. If we say everybody can become mentally tough, well, that softy, he, he's not willing ever to do the reps. He, he doesn't have the fortitude, right? So what if, I, what if I took that soft person and said, look, you signed this contract here. And you are giving, you are giving up your free will and your rights to me for the next six months, and you have to do everything that I tell you. Could I make that person mentally tough? Probably, mentally tougher in six months. I couldn't. I mean, mentally tougher in six months would that person come out of that? Mentally tougher. I have, uh, I have two thoughts about that. Okay. If somebody signed that contract... That implies willingness. That implies some willingness. That's my first thought. And my second thought is... If you made them any mentally tougher, it would be because they were initially willing. Because they signed the contract. Right. What if I took them by force? I don't know, man. Like, that's so hard to think about. If you took somebody by force and tried to make them mentally tougher. Okay, even if you... Say you did. This is theoretical, by the way. Did you make them mentally tougher or was that in them and you just brought it out? Like, can, can you bring anything out of somebody that isn't already there? Like, maybe dormant? Can you do that? Mm. I, I I don't know that you can. Yeah. 
I mean, everybody's got like a, a limit for, for everything and a, and a cap and a potential. And, and like, th- there's a kid somewhere that one day will set the world record for the mile or the marathon. And, but right now they're a kid. And if they went and ran a marathon, they'd run it in five hours. But it's in them to run a two-hour marathon, set the record. But they can't do it right now. But I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's in them. You yeah. just have to bring it out through training. Training's got to bring it out. Yeah. The I'm, reps. The reps. Yeah. Man. Well, so what's the conclusion here? <laughs> Is it some of both? I mean, you're asking, are you born mentally tough or is it developed? I mean, maybe it's some of both. You have to have, you have to be born with a capacity for mental toughness that's at some level. And that, but, but even if that's the case, it don't mean you're going to be mentally tough. You got to do the reps. Mm. Is every human born with that capacity though? Probably. Honestly, at least on. So that would almost be like, that would almost be like an instinctual thing within every single human being. I think you can make a case for that. Okay. I think just like somebody's genetic potential for running a marathon, I mean, th- that's going to run the spectrum. I mean, there's some people whose genetic potential is way less than somebody else's. Yeah, but again, we're not talking about results here. Right. I, I know. I'm just saying it may be the same with mental toughness that somebody has the potential to be way more mentally tough than somebody else because they're born because they're born a a stronger instinct yeah and as a human being i would even call it more capacity i don't know if that's right but 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 you may you there may be somebody who has like this much room and anybody watching on youtube i'm you got about two inches. <laughs> got there. about two inches, and uh, for capacity for mental toughness, and somebody may have two feet. But if that person with two feet ain't done a jack squat, no, no reps at all, and this person has just maxed it out, they'll be mentally tougher. <laughs> That's true, man. That's so true. I, I don't know. That sounded good to me. Well, yeah, I mean. So if if that's the if that's the reality of it, then I mean I just try to look at myself and I say, okay, man, like I'm not I'm not tooting my own horn, but I'm an I, I I'm a master at this. Yeah, you know I I'm a I'm a master at making the right decisions consistently in moments of pain and discomfort. Um. Again, not that I don't screw up sometimes. Yeah, yeah that that's I'm not perfect, but you ain't gonna out tough me. <laughs> you just ain't gonna out tough me. Um, and if I look at that, then what has led me to this point is being born with the capacity that you talked about born with the capacity and that has been paired with a lifestyle of, of living out the reps, which has led me to where I am now. So if it's, if it is both, both, 
then uh you know that's that's interesting as i and i think about it in terms of well you know i, I always refer to seal training and it's because it's the toughest thing i've ever done um it really is i mean i i, I don't you, you just can't replicate it and i think about the guys that the the guys that didn't make it we started with 300 guys graduated with 18 the guys that didn't make it well if we're looking at it from this angle were they simply born with less capacity than i was so that so they they were born with less capacity than i was so they hit their limit on the reps and that's why they didn't make it I don't know. That seems like a different question on why people. Yeah, maybe it is a different question. I, I'm just trying to figure this out in my own mind, man. It, and it, it's really, it's, it's totally theoretical to say that there is something, that there's a level that you are born with. Yeah. I'm that just... there's a level of tolerance that you are born with. Now, that level of tolerance or, or instinct or capacity that you're born with is completely useless without the reps, but it's completely theoretical to say that you are born with a certain a certain capacity. Yeah, but I would want to hear the alternative to that. I mean, I don't it's it seems reasonable to me. I mean, it seems it seems perfectly logical. Yeah. Be, because it, it, think of everything is that way, right? I mean, that's why I used I mean, at least this example helps me in my own head. There are four-year-olds that, that could go race, and one would be a lot faster faster than everybody else. But down the road, uh, just because he's got more born natural talent doesn't mean he's going to be some beat any of them, the rest of them, if they train and he doesn't. I mean... I don't know. I what is is it, everything seems to be that way. We're born, we're born unique as unique individuals with different talents and certain levels of everything. Why is mental toughness any different? That's a really good point, man. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know why it would be any different. I don't know why it would be either. I mean, maybe because it's hard to define mental toughness, and a lot goes into that. Yeah, I and mean, maybe it's a lot. Maybe you can't define it as one thing, mental toughness, but a lot goes into it, and, and you're born with different levels of each of those things, and you're born with different potentials for each of those things, and it's up to you to maximize them. Mm -hmm. So maybe the people that you started SEAL training with were wherever they were on that spectrum, but by the end, it wasn't good enough. Yep. I don't know. Your story was really interesting to me too, Chili, because you know, I, I'll speak for you to the audience. Chili is a is also a very mentally tough person. If you're using my definition of mentally tough, he can he can tolerate mass amounts of discomfort and still continue to do well, um, and make good decisions and adhere to a standard consistently. I, I mean, I've seen him do it. We PT together all the time, and we do a lot of stuff together all the time. And, um, you know, you said your childhood was was very uneventful. 
There wasn't a lot of struggle. And you've been able to now reach this place. And so if we're using this example, then you were, you were blessed to be born with that higher capacity. So it's yeah, interesting, man. I don't know. I mean, yeah, because my childhood, man, it, it it could not have been more easy. I had everything provided for me. I struggled not at all. I, I mean, truly. And I didn't, I'm not even saying I grew up rich, but I didn't, I don't know how else to describe it. I was never hungry. I was, I never thought about being hungry. I never had to work as a kid for anything like it. it I don't know, man. It, it just, there was, there's really no reason for me. But that didn't make you weak. That didn't make, that didn't make you a weak man. Well, no, I did. I mean, I detest the thought of being a weak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so a here. weak person. I don't know. Ultimately, I would like to be able to tell you, whoever's listening, I would like to be able to tell you that, yes, you can become as mentally tough as the most mentally tough person on earth. I would like to be able to tell you that, yes, you can achieve that status through the reps, right? But ultimately, in the in the confines or, or from the perspective of this conversation we're having, no, you cannot. You 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 cannot. You you won't you you won't you're not able to. And I I I I think that that's a that there's a legitimate case to be made. Well, why is that any different than you wouldn't go around to any person and say, "Man, if you believe hard enough and you work hard enough, you can you can lift you can squat more than anybody's ever done before." You can squat 2,000 pounds. Or you can set the world record. Not everybody has the ability to do that. That's right. That's right. I, I mean, they, they just don't. Not everybody has the ability to run as fast as as the next person. But, And I just, sitting here, I can't figure out why mental toughness would be any different. I really can't either, man. I've just never thought of it in these terms, though, because, I mean... Again, guys, I, I have I have to look at myself because I'm the best example of how I can understand this because I understand what's going on in my own head in these situations. I don't understand what's going on in anybody else's head. So I'm not using myself as, as an example to say that I'm the most mentally tough person on earth. I'm just using myself as, as an example because that's I have to come from that perspective because it's the best perspective that I have. But, yeah, I mean... My like my goal as an instructor and the way I would have thought about it in the past is why like I'm giving this person everything that I know to at least get them to the point that I am on the spectrum of mental toughness in this environment and they're still just not getting it. They're just not getting it, man. And it frustrates the crap out of me sometimes. But in the context of this conversation, the fact that they're just not getting it is not their fault. 
They just they just weren't born with the capacity that I was born with. So they've maxed their capacity out. It seems like it's be the same as getting frustrated at somebody for never being able to run as fast as you or something. And they were born with yeah. a, a deformity on their feet or something. And it's you're like whole- <laughs> you're like, why the crap can you not run as fast as me? It's a whole yeah, and so exactly. I mean yeah. It's just a whole new perspective on this topic. You know what I mean? I think why it's tough, though, is because we view... It's hard to not view mental toughness as a choice. I think it is hard sometimes not to think of it that way. Because in a way, it is, man. In a way, it is. But it's tough, man. Yeah, it really is. Well, I think why it frustrates you also... I can't help but think about it is because we've talked so much about how simple the principles are that you teach. Yeah. They're so simple. Yeah. You know, everybody gets it intellectually, but that don't mean they can put it into practice. That's it. And it's so, it's so interesting, man. And, and even you, you, I have to use the mid state mile in it as an example of this. Look, man, that race course does not require a large amount of physical, like natural physical ability. It is extremely slow. There were, without a doubt, over a dozen people there at the race that were capable of doing exactly what I did and more. All right? The reason they didn't do it is because of mental toughness. So physically, they... Do you agree with that? Physically, they had the capability to move around that course at that pace for that amount of time. I don't know I, I how have, many... Well, I don't have an exact yeah, number. Like, I, I mean, can't tell you the names. But, I, yeah, like, Luke went 120-something miles, you know. It's hard not to believe he he didn't have the physical, physical. ability to go further. That's right. Yeah. And I believe there were a bunch others, more people yeah. there than just Luke. Yeah. And so this this is frustrating because... When I tell you, people say, how, how'd you do that? It's like, well, being patient, being pet present, being deliberate, and doing a good function check. That's it. Literally, that's it. And maybe, like you said, that's why I do get so frustrated. I'm like, these things are so... I'm not teaching some complex thing here, man. If you can just do these things, yes, it's it's that simple, man. But people just, maybe they only have a certain capacity to apply those things in that arena. I don't know, man. It is. It's a really strange perspective that I haven't thought of. Listeners, I don't know what you, what you should take from this. I mean... In a lot of ways, it's a discouraging conversation. I think a lot of people can take this as as discouraging. Well, I, then you would take everything discouraging uh, because, like, that's what we're saying. Everything else seems to be this way. Like, you, you can, your body is only capable of lifting so much weight, of running so fast. But that doesn't, you can't let that discourage you. I mean, go find, that potential. Go find that limit. Yeah, yeah. Go freaking find it. Go find that limit. I like that, man. 
I mean, it shouldn't be discouraging because get, like I'm, I keep using that example of you may have less of a capacity than somebody, but beat them every single time because you have gotten closer to your limit than they have. Mm, yep. Go find your limit, man. There you go. That's the key. That's the takeaway. That's why it's not, that's why it shouldn't be discouraging. You're exactly right, man. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much sums it up for this episode. Um, hope you guys understood that. Again, this is live, off-the-cuff conversation as we explore our understanding of this topic of uh, mental toughness and mindset without trying to sell you a class on becoming <laughs> mentally tough or mindset. Because if we were selling you a class, we would say, Yes, you can be the most mentally tough person on earth if you can do these seven steps. And uh, so we're trying to come at it from a pure perspective. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I know it's uh, it's making my brain work. Yeah. So awesome, man. Well, we got to go. Uh, we got to go spend some time with some family. That sounds and, good. Uh, call it a day. We'll be back at y'all with. I think the next episode we'll talk about mental toughness as it corresponds with uh your faith and uh we'll look at some examples of one of the most mentally tough men that ever lived on earth uh some of the uh, the most jesus christ and there's some uh there's some stuff i want to read about him especially in the garden of gethsemane uh where we see mental toughness portrayed by jesus christ in a real way and I think it'll help us get some understanding and even some insight on the previous conversations that we've had. So we'll talk about that in the next portion of this series. Love you guys. Enough said.